Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is the third appearance of Tonya Todd to talk about Wonder Woman 84 and Tonya's new podcast, 52 Love. In addition, I am joined this week by my self-proclaimed co-host and girlfriend, Megan. She often just pops into random podcasts that I'm in, and this is one of them because Tonya wanted to meet her. Um, it was a really cool chat. Um, we started off just talking about Tonya's new podcast, the 52 Love podcast and things, so I won't delve into that because she explains it much better than I could. Uh, and then the rest of the podcast is primarily talking about Wonder Woman 84, so there will be spoilers, but the film is not that amazing. Um, when I was talking about it here, I kind of was liking it a bit more, uh, and then since then, I've spoken to more people and I've thought about it a bit more and the film is is not great. Although I did still enjoy it, it is heavily flawed. So we talk about Wonder Woman 84, then we talk about superhero films in general, Batman, Loki, uh, Twilight randomly comes up at some point, and then towards the end we talk about Star Wars. So it's very much, if you only want to hear about Tonya's podcast, it's probably the first 15 minutes or so. Then after that we get into Wonder Woman and things. There is ample time, so if you do want to hear of some stuff but you don't want to get Wonder Woman spoiled for you, we don't just blurt out the ending of Wonder Woman 84. We do talk talk about you know what our thoughts were and stuff so you will get ample time to kind of uh, process or stop the podcast then if you want to wait and listen to this after you've seen it so there's not much else for me to say guys except i've included links in the description to tonya's website the 52 love podcast youtube and spotify channel uh, and then her twitter and other social media accounts and things Uh, and for clarity tonya did also appear on episodes 97 and episodes 101 of genuine chit chat so make sure you go check those episodes out too So yeah, that's enough from me, guys. I'll be back at the end to talk about what's coming up over the next few weeks, what my other podcasts have been doing, and also my numerous guesting, which I think this week I guested on another three episodes of podcasts. So if you're interested by all that, make sure you stick around to the end. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy the chat and talk to you then. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And here we go. And I am here today with Tonya Todd. This is the third time you've been on the show now, Tonya. Is that right? Yes. Wonderful. And uh, well, there's two reasons you wanted to come on the show. Uh, one reason why you wanted to come on the show and one reason why I wanted you to come on the show. And one, the reason you wanted to come on the show was to <laughs> talk about Wonder Woman and for your new podcast. Why don't you tell everyone what your new podcast is called and why you're doing it? To be fair, we had this set up before I had a podcast or before I was even thinking about having a podcast, you were just brilliant enough to think, hey, maybe you should mention it since you're here anyway. That's it. <laughs> and I appreciate you for that. No worries. All last year, I had a blog called 52 Love. And each week of the year, I would post an intimacy tip to help couple committed couples just to improve their relationships. And, you know, it was a little ambitious just because I'm not very good at blogging. I'm so busy that it's hard to make yourself write something every week and post it. But that was one of my resolutions for the year was to stick through it for 52 weeks. That definitely became more challenging as the year progressed, because as we all know, 2020 was not exactly a typical year. (laughs) It was especially difficult around June where just the world was exploding in negativity and chaos. And it was just, why am I writing about intimacy when this stuff is happening? You know, <laughs> this isn't going to change the world and no one's going to care if I don't write about this anymore. But just, I don't know, divine intervention 
people started writing comments to me and emailing me and messaging me about the blog post. Now, I never said anything to anyone about quitting. I was just, you know, I was spiraling into my own depression, which I, I'm guessing we all did last year. And people just started messaging me all around the same period that it was really nice to have something positive to look forward to with all the negativity and chaos going on. They looked forward. And this wasn't even all people who were in relationships. Many of them are not even in relationships, but they still read it because it was something positive. And so that was enough fuel to keep me going. And by, I want to say autumn, people started asking me to turn it into a book. And so I asked a few literary agents that I know, or at least had a connection to, if they thought it would be a good idea. They, they definitely did. And then this other person who is an industry expert, a literary industry expert, really she does marketing and publishing stuff. But last year she became a literary agent. I asked her for her advice on how to put together a proposal because I'm a fiction writer. I've never, I've never researched how to write a nonfiction proposal because that was never my aim or my goal. So I threw one together, asked her to look at it, and then she asked if she could represent me and take on that, that book. And then the And I Thought Ladies, I do a lot of co-hosting for them. They have their own, they have a few podcasts. They have Ladies Tales podcast and The Women's Cave. They just have been so supportive of my career. And after I got the literary agent, they said, now it's time for you to have a podcast. You don't need to co-host for us all the time. And they still invite me to do that, but they were saying, you also need to have your own show. And it was just, why would I do that? And we started chatting about it and Hey, here we are. Why not use this to, you know, they're all about brand expansion and they do it wonderfully. So this is now an extension of the 52 Love brand. We're going to go through the entire year with each of those tips. But, you know, I could have an episode every week where I sit there and just talk about it for 15 minutes. Or I'm an actor and I'm an author. I know all of these interesting people in the literary world and the filmmaking industry. So I'm bringing on couples, sometimes couples and sometimes just one half of the couple to come on and discuss the tip, have them try it, see how it works in their relationship. But it also gives them an opportunity to plug their work and get a little more exposure. So I, I'm very excited. I've recorded three episodes so far and I have two more scheduled for tomorrow. And among them is the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's branding. That's how you do it. Cross promotion, <laughs> collaboration. That's how, that's how you spread the genuine chit chat brand as well even though I've, I've got my other podcast as well, which hasn't got my brand attached to it. I just natter on about it <laughs> right at the very end. Just kind of verbally waterboard about that. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool you start a podcast. And one of the things I find uh, with having a podcast is that you start it often for one reason or another, but it becomes, you want to keep doing it for other reasons. And it's funny that you said about the whole, um, you were kind of half thinking about stopping to do, doing the blog in a way, and then you got these messages I've done that before. I've said to you even, it was, um, I think it's about a year ago or so, there's just been points where I've been spending a lot of time doing podcasting and things and, you know, sometimes you just lose steam. And I think I said to Megan about it and then literally the next day I got some message from someone random. I think, was that, it wasn't Tony, was it? I can't remember. I think it was when it was one of the, 
honestly can't remember, but I do remember that happening. <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and, and it's little things like that. Like I've thought about stopping podcasting, not not fully like I'm going to stop, but just like that thought's kind of come in my head. I'm like, do I? Want, and then I always, whenever I think that, I get a message from someone or, or something like that. It's quite weird. It makes me feel like, oh, I'm doing this for some weird, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe in uh, some other greater power causing this, but it is nice to think, if I veer off, something does push me on. So I'm like, I kind of feel like I should be doing podcasting. And just, I realize now it's not to get famous or anything, which would be lovely. That isn't the reason I started it or anything, but it's just talking to interesting people and doing this. You know, you and I are having this conversation now, like we wouldn't be doing that if I didn't have a podcast, right. even if, you know, the next however long it's going to be about Wonder Woman. It's like, I wouldn't be able to just have a conversation with someone, you know, other than Megan, because she is all, all my conversations. That's the, <laughs> Especially in lockdown. I'm the only one my guests to speak to. What a dream. To vent to, yeah, <laughs> apart from myself. Myself if, and then the once a week podcast. That's more or less yeah. it, isn't it? <laughs> Poor you. Lucky, lucky And then you get dragged into the podcast world as well. I am, yeah, co-host. And here you are. Co-host, the genuine chit chat. <laughs> To be fair, Tony, you invited her. You specifically said you wanted to sort of meet her and speak uh, with her. So I can't be blamed for that one. It's because I have the uh, the majority of the personality in the relationship. So that's <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly it. That is it yeah. That's why I have to go on the internet for gratification from people. The, yeah. the secret is that Megan's the star with all the personality. I'm the, pu- I'm the puppeteer. <laughs> I control Mike. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm just like a diluted version. I'm not, the world isn't ready for Megan yet. So what's happening is I'm warming everyone up again. Like, like if you like this, wait till you see what's coming. And this is, this is the intro. Megan is starting her own podcast. No, right? I'm not. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Before that becomes a thing, I, a I don't have the before. time. Yeah, like that's a hard no right now. I don't have the time, and I'm too awkward. <laughs> yeah, you haven't got the sort of social naivety that I have in some ways, which is running into conversations head first sometimes. That's a feel like. <laughs> In a corner, rocking backwards and forwards. <laughs> yeah, you know what you do social things. <laughs> but you but have just your depends. own producer right there. Yeah. That would be a good way of having even less time with me to like watch TV and play video games and stuff. If you just started getting sick of me, you know, like, I could start my own podcast. Then Mike would be off editing all my shows for an extra <laughs> few hours a week. Just put a lot of uhs and ums in there and then he would be yeah. doing it all day. <laughs> pay, pay him with baked goods. Yes. <laughs> you, you do make fantastic fudge to be fair so you make it over that sounded really weird over christmas megan made her made fudge, yeah. fudge and shortbread for people yeah it was absolutely incredible uh, but with your podcast have you i assume you've been enjoying it the first few weeks you've done it thus far yeah i'm still in the honeymoon phase and i you know i still get to hold your hand and hold my producer's hand and hold my agent's hand you know i'm not really on my own yet <laughs> Just like, that's a problem, quick. I have these wonderful resources that are helping me, but but I am enjoying it so far. The, the most stressful thing has just been the scheduling because I have to make sure that, you know, it's not just my schedule, it's the guest schedule, but also my producer's schedule. And that takes a lot of juggling mm. sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. But I'm getting ahead of it and we'll be okay. Once once this weekend is done, I will be far enough ahead of it that I can breathe and not have to stress on, oh, I need to produce something for next week. Mm. That's what I try and do sometimes. I got into the habit though of, it was sort of mid last year, I think. I just booked so many podcasts just because some of my podcasts are, are one-ish hours and some are nearer two hours. And sometimes it just depends on the guest, uh, maybe even how tired I get in a conversation. There's a variety of things. And it's just like, sometimes they're shorter than others. So they're either... If they're quite long, I release them in two parts. And that means that 
it gives me an extra week essentially and it's normally quicker to edit because there's slightly less of it and I've already written the show notes and all that sort of jazz for sort of the first one I need to spin some things around for it so in that sort of realm it's that's the real reason we end up rambling so long you're like you know what I could get two shows out of this <laughs> sometimes sometimes it gets to you know one one hour ten and I'm like if we just chat for another ten minutes I'd have two weeks worth of not having to release a podcast that's it that's pure no, I don't, he's bamboozling I, everyone I generally don't time watch uh, unless there's like a specific reason normally I just kind of feel for the podcast you can normally tell with a guest generally when they start to run out of steam a little bit so it's kind of up to me because certain guests I think are so polite and nice they would probably talk to me for four hours because they'd be too polite to say can we stop now I'm done so there, <laughs> there is that degree of being like okay it's, it's fine but how your, your, your podcasts are only 15-20 uh, minutes aren't they Right. Is that, is that meant to be the specific plan? Yes, it is. I, you know, we're just plugging their work and briefly discussing the tip. My, I'm not trying to hijack anybody's time. And I am not someone who loves just talking and talking and talking about myself. I mean, you, this is a third appearance on my show, which that's all we do, basically. So my no, guests have got a different No, the second view. appearance, we just talked, we, we did zero promotion about me and we only <laughs> talked about comics. Yeah, that's true. yeah, but they were your opinions on them, though, so... That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got you there. Um, well, why don't we dive right into that? Because uh, Wonder Woman 84 has been out, and we watched that yesterday, was it? Yeah, we watched it yesterday. Yeah, because it was part of WandaVision today. Or part... We watched one episode, there's two episodes out. Have you watched WandaVision, out of interest? Yes, I have. I watched both episodes. Yeah, we were going to, and then we were like, ah, it would be too close for time. So <laughs> it would... Glad we did, because it would have been late. Well, slightly more late. Um, so yeah, I've watched the first episode, but I feel like the second episode's gonna be a bit more. But it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I watched Wonder Woman yesterday. So why don't you take us away? What did you? What was your? I mean, you were telling us before recording that Wonder Woman you think is better than Shawshank Redemption. It's probably the greatest film oh, right. ever made. <laughs> you think it's a triumph beyond recognition, and we're all sat here thinking it was very flawed. But Tony, why is it your your favorite film? Stop it! <laughs> I'm gonna end this right now. <laughs> It's Catwoman and Wonder Woman 84. That's Todd your oh, two boy. films. Will you smack him for me? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thank you. If you could hear that, if the if the listeners could hear that, you know, I'm not editing that out. I'm going to amplify that. Use that. It's abuse. But yeah, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> your, uh, your opinion on Wonder Woman have interest. It's actually kind of heartbreaking because I had high hopes for this film. And, you know, I'm an author and a filmmaker of sorts, I don't enjoy trashing someone's work. It, it hurts me to say neg- negative things about this, but it was really bad. I mean, it was quite <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest film. It's one of those films that I generally, I enjoyed it for the most part, but it is very flawed and I wouldn't watch it again. It's one of those things where I, I there's certain aspects of it I did enjoy and because I was kind of clinging on to them and more so thinking, where's this going to go? When it ended, I was like, I'm glad it's over. There was a lot of problems with that film, but for watching it for the first time, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not going to watch this. Not in a thrill I, to watch before this Before I watched it, I had a friend send a text that said, have you watched Wonder Woman yet? I really want to talk about it. And that was the text. And that made it sound like, oh, it must be good. And he's usually pretty critical about films. So I thought, great, it's going to be wonderful. He wants to talk about it. And halfway through the film, I was just, does he want to talk about this because of how bad it is? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because nothing is happening. 
There was that no. really cool sequence at the beginning. I loved the flashback, but it had no value to the rest of the film. <laughs> that that theme never made its way into the rest of the film. You could piece it together, patch it, you know, with a band-aid and some string and maybe find a path to it. But if you have to do that, then you did not, <laughs> you didn't make it work, you know? Mm. If your viewer has to do all of that work to make it connect, then you didn't do your job as a filmmaker. Yeah, because I, I, because I was like, <laughs> I was really cocky. I was like, Mike, I know what's going to happen. I figured it out. I hadn't. So I thought that she was going to get to see her family again because of the fact that they did that flashback at the beginning. I was like, she's going to be able to see her family. They had the flashback. Like, she's going to be able to reunite and she's going to become the thing that she, like, wants to be or whatever. And then Mike was like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. And then oh, I was so like... so you think it makes more sense for her to wish to see her family that she knew for years and made her into the woman that she is and they started the film with rather than this guy she knew for two weeks? Yeah, right. And, and then it happened. And then the, like, watch started moving. I was like, nah, Mike, cool, you're right. I was like, you're right. It's going to be about the boy. It's always about the boy. I was, like, really excited to see all the Amazonians. But then it even... It really wasn't about him. It was just about his spirit and some other guy's hijacked body. <laughs> this guy who could have his own relationship. He might not even enjoy being with women. You know, like... What happened to this person's life? Are they not going to address this yeah, or how that, wrong this is? That's what they we said They never as well. even address it. No, it was really weird because we were like... like the Stranger Things, wasn't it? It was like almost in the sunken place. Yeah, it's just like he had just disappeared. Like what happened to him? This other guy had just taken over this guy's body and then this one other person has just suddenly disappeared off the face of the earth. So why didn't they just make it him? Why didn't he just... Exactly. Very the odd. wishing stone can do all this other stuff, but it can't put his real spirit back into his real body? Like, why is this a limitation? <laughs> it, it does seem pretty peculiar when the world starts to end and, like, those gigantic walls get brought up around all of uh, that country. I just and- found it really confusing, to be honest. A lot of the time I was kind of just looking at it like, I don't actually fully understand what's going on right now. Because they didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to quote what that friend said. <laughs> he said, <laughs> if he could talk to the filmmakers... He would say, don't do this shit again, ever. This is why Marvel is kicking the shit out of DC, because they can tell a compelling story and actually write well. Wonder Woman is a shit show with the one good 10-minute sequence and two nice outfits. It's like the rhyming dictionary of movies. Did they just use a random segue generator to write this? It's like they gave a five-year-old with ADHD a notepad and said, go nuts, young dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, speaking of five-year-olds, there was that scene that was just in the middle of the uh, desert, and she was. Was it? Is I can't remember the guy. Is it Jack? What's the pilot's name? Steve. Steve. There you go. I know it's some sort of standard name. Uh, Steve. He, he shoots the rocket, and she lassos it, and somehow puts all her weight on it, which makes no real sense. But then uses that to then sweep swoop down and pick up those children who are in the road who somehow didn't see or hear. <laughs> All those armored vehicles coming, shooting rockets and things, while in the middle of the desert, and they were still just playing in the road. And it's like, and then a lot of the CGI was a bit. Off. Yeah, I did. I said that to you partway through the film. I found the CGI really, really like cheesy and just fake. It was I, I terrible. Didn't. Yeah, 
That was another comment my friend made was that they ended up using era appropriate CGI. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's a nineteen eighty four. Let's use nineteen eighty four CGI. <laughs> yeah, there was one bit where uh, the like weird Catwoman person, like leopard, I think her name is, well, whatever she is. Do not say that she is not Catwoman. <laughs> weird feline person, like jumped on a pole and like swung around a pole, and it just looked so fake. In mm. like in the Smithsonian, I think they were still in the museum at that point. Well, the, a big question about it I have is how does uh, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, because of the star, I was like, oh, it's going to explain what she's done with the legacy of sort of the Amazonians, like what she done there. She gone back, and it turns out they're not all dead, and but they let her back in because even though she left. They kind of want her back for some reason. Has she got a relationship with them? Has she, does she send them letters? I don't know. But it was just like, oh, we literally don't talk about that at all. It was just that whole massive thing. And then she's working in a Smithsonian as some sort of senior person there. Somehow she got there with, I don't know how she got her sort of passport and any of these other sort of bits and pieces. How long has she been in the human world, the normal world? All that time, 66 years? Has no one queried her age? Like there's all these questions that you're just like, what, what have you been doing for like 66 years? How have you got there? How have you got access to a fighter jet? It is odd that they jumped so far in time to the 80s. And then there's not real... <laughs> the 80s didn't almost have any semblance on what was happening. Like what was happening? It's, Could it it's like you're saying time. the movie didn't make sense, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My main issue with it is... I'm sorry, but how the fuck can you lasso lightning and then use it <laughs> to swing across like Spider-Man? Oh, like man. I was watching it and I was like, I just don't understand how that is happening right now. Like that's that's not possible. And suddenly she can fly. I was like, I had to look, look up after what Wonder Woman's superpowers were because obviously in the first film she doesn't fly and I don't have any like... I didn't know that she could fly. So I, I, haven't re- I don't read comics. I've seen her fly in the, in the cartoon versions. Yeah. I thought I thought she did fly because I think I've seen like posters of her where she is flying. But it that just, was like, one I forgave. Like I forgave that one because it is possible to discover powers you didn't know you had. Yeah, but the lassoing of lightning bolts, <laughs> the whole invisible jet. Oh, by the way, I have this power that I haven't mentioned in any other DC movie ever. Like I've been in other movies, never mentioned this had all that opportunity in the 45 minutes leading up to this moment to mention it, didn't. But this thing I tried once in 40 years and could only do it well with a coffee cup, I'm just going to use it perfectly right now with with no impetus of stress that's going to bring it forth. <laughs> just, let me just try it. Hey, that worked. The whole jet. Also, yeah. how it stressed me out that Steve knew how to fly planes from 70 years in the future. Right. Because, I, like... <laughs> I was like, arguably, yeah, the controls would be similar-ish because, like, it's the same with old cars. Like, they're similar-ish. But technology has evolved massively it's, since it's World War One, isn't it? That's what and 1984. And on the road, you have the safety of, you know, not being in the air if you screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> but he flew it perfectly. And, and how was this jet just ready to go? And you know? That's what you said. How did they have access to it? Yeah, but how is it that she... What, what is her stance in the world? Like, also, she she doesn't wear any superhero sort of um, disguise. She obviously went out into the mall, and yeah, she destroyed a few cameras and things. But and it's like, shushed a few kids. Yeah, shh. <laughs> right, one. but look at her. Like, she's stunning. You're yeah, going to notice beautiful. this woman. <laughs> Yeah, she, that, that was you said that several times, and I agreed with you. In the film, it, well, watch the film. It's just like she's just incredibly, she's absolutely beautiful. Not only obviously it is her face and her 
body, which I'm not her trying legs. to justify anything. Those but legs, okay. <laughs> mine's her face. I just think her face is almost like I I, com- I'm, I compare her to almost like the Chris Hemsworth of women in that way because I far think Chris more Hemsworth, attractive than Chris Hemsworth. Maybe, but it, for me, I just think Chris Hemsworth and Bradley Cooper for me are the yeah, two Mike, like Mike does love Chris Hemsworth. Me Those are your men. your guy crushes. I have many, many guy crushes. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's you know, I'm more of a low key girl, so I'm prejudiced against Chris Hemsworth. I'll That's root fair. for him. Of all the Avengers, I'm going to root for him because he's the Asgardian, and you know, I'm not immune to the eye candy factor, but. It's <laughs> about <laughs> what draws me, and even though it is, he is your favorite Marvel. Thor is my favorite Marvel character. I don't think yeah. is it is it for the six pack? Is that just help? No, I just like Thor. I mean, like <laughs> Thingy, what's his name? Captain America has a I six pack, Cap. but I don't don't like him. I love Cap. <laughs> so, but he doesn't have a British accent. So you're probably immune to that. <laughs> yeah, they just sound the same as I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, That's not so fancy to you. <laughs> Although Hermione Granger is obviously Emma Watson. She. I notice her accent quite a lot because she's quite well spoken. Yeah, but she's got a posh accent. Yeah, I lo- I do I like, like her accent. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. And this is the end. It was great. Her just talking with all like Seth Rogen, all those guys are all very American with her accent. It kind of reflected off that. Yeah, I find the the weird thing is is that when it's a British person in American films, the British person always sounds super British. And then when it's a British film with one random American person, the American accent just sounds super American. Yeah. <laughs> like, I noticed just... that in an episode of Sherlock. And I, you know, I was watching, this is years ago, I was watching Sherlock with someone. And he's whole, what is wrong with the way that guy talks? Like, he's American. <laughs> <laughs> that, he's an American character on the show. That's what's wrong. There's <laughs> also uh, one thing I noticed um, with Wonder Woman is that I did. Uh, th- maybe think of accents because of Pedro Pascal to some degree. Um, I loved Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman eighty four, in a sense of I found that the one thing the, the main reason I actually did enjoy Wonder Woman eighty four, I will say, is regarding the the concept of it. I quite like the idea. Like it, the main problem is it's not a Wonder Woman film. It didn't need to be DC. This is just a cool ish idea for a film of a modern day monkey paw with wishes like I, I like the idea this would be a great indiana jones film just swap wonder woman out for indiana jones that you've actually got a really cool film there but because you've kind of you don't really know that a lot of the aspects of it just don't fit in the film and the other parts are just not greatly done so it, it's more so like I, I just found that the story i enjoyed but the rest of it like what did you each think of the general idea of the wish thing it was alright. I just it got you can really be honest. <laughs> no, it was it was fine. I thought the concept was good, like having a wishing stone like that, and I thought the idea of him becoming it so that he could get what he wanted by granting other people's wishes was fine as well. But the problem is is that it just got really confusing with who he was talking to, what they were wishing for, and what his actual goal was. Like I don't I don't even know what his ultimate goal was. Mm, like surely like tough. becoming the wishing stone was his goal. But then after that, like, he must have another one, but I don't actually know what it was. Yeah. It is confusing in that regard. That is what, like, it, the ending wasn't amazing. Uh, what do you think? Anyway? <laughs> Nothing was amazing, <laughs> except how spectacularly bad things were. <laughs> I mean, it, I did find it funny that they were like, hey, here's, uh, here's this amazing armor that we make a big fuss about. And then it appears that it gets destroyed almost immediately. And you're like, yeah, it's supposed right. to be armor that, like, can beat, like, a whole. Army. fucking army and then this one guy is like bashing at it oh What's, no girl it's yeah. that girl, woman girl. 
who, one goes who asks to be an apex predator and then they make her into a cat that is not a <laughs> cheetah is not ferocious they are timid they are fast and all they do is use their speed to stay out of trouble and to catch their food they don't threaten other animals and it's not that they're, they're not smart but they're they're just they're smaller than the other cats and the other beasts you know they and they live alone that is not the cat to make an apex predator. Uh, speaking of cats, they have all these dead cat bodies all over this this movie, which was very upsetting for me. <laughs> I don't enjoy seeing cats in taxidermy. And I thought, okay, this is going to be her motivation. You know, this is going to be her villain motivation is that there are furs everywhere. But no, she just starts wearing fur and wearing snakeskin and excuse me. <laughs> how are we supposed to be on board with her being like her motivation made no sense either. No, I get that. She wanted to be more like this beautiful woman, but they didn't even really establish her as being particularly wonderful a person. She was fine. There there wasn't anything really bad about her. She was just kind of average. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning it was just Kristen Wiig playing Kristen Wiig, wasn't it? It was the same character that she plays in like bridesmaids, like the quirky friend. Saturday night live, like just, yeah. The, the way she was talking is like, yeah, I know that character. And she plays it very well. She's she's very fun to watch. Yeah. The acting in this movie wasn't terrible. I like I, I think that they did a good job, but the script was terrible. I mean, I don't know if you realize this, but Independence Day is a pretty big deal over here. And for us to see zero evidence of Independence Day until they're already in the air in this plane, like, hey, by the way, we didn't mention this. There were no fireworks sales anywhere. There were no red, white, and blue anywhere to be seen. Leading up to July, everybody here knows that it's about to be Independence Day. But there is zero reference to this until they have stolen this plane. And hey, fireworks, isn't that romantic? No, it's stupid. It's stupid because (laughs) there's no way it was Independence Day leading up to this moment. Also, I feel like flying through the middle of a firework display, first of all... Might be dangerous. Is dangerous for the plane, but also surely the people that are down at the bottom would be like, what the... What the hell is that? Why why is there a plane flying through the middle of the firework? It's completely ruining it. And not to mention, this was in Washington, D.C. So you think maybe at our Capitol, there's going to be some evidence of it being 4th of July? Yeah. And also, surely there'd be some sort of security as well. Right. Just Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman. And here's the big thing that is my biggest problem uh, with the film, which is, so in Batman vs. Superman and all the other films and whatever, everyone in the whole world just knows in 1984 everyone basically made a wish and it almost destroyed the entire planet and everyone just renounced their wish and then everything no recognition kind of fine but everything was still on fire like everything was still destroyed the end of the film there was no wish to say our final wish is to wish everything was back to the way it was before he became the wishing stone or anything like that it was just like oh no it's been a while everything's been kind of destroyed you know the president did literally wish for more nuclear warheads to be around all of the enemies and now they've just all magically disappeared that's fine don't worry and also like i know the idea is that like people are selfish and the wishes that they want is like for them only but surely out of all of the people that got like like touched to do the wish surely someone must have done something nice like there must have been at least one person that was like i wish for world hunger to end 
But there was like literally no nice thing that happened. That's what I thought the president right, was Which do. makes no sense. I thought the president was going to say world peace. And in doing that, it would somehow like destroy major nations across the world. Like do some, you know, that sort of thing of, oh, world peace. Okay, the world's going to end now because that's it. that's the only way you get true world peace with no conflict right. of any kind. That would no be cool. people. I was like, that's, what, yeah. that's what creates world peace is no people. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, this is going to get dark. And then it was like, oh, yeah, that was the only thing he could possibly want. What loads more of nuclear weapons? <laughs> And what why could those disappear in the air, but you couldn't clean up the mess that was on the ground? Yeah. Why were exactly. only some things reversed? You know, like, oh, okay, there's still chaos on the ground and, you know, the world is destroyed ground level, but the nukes disappear. They just vanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that wall. I think, I, I can't remember what it was. Was it? Was it Saudi Arabia or maybe Cairo? Cairo, man, I'm terrible with geography. I am surprised I remember. That's good. I'm awful. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. But that that wall that appeared, like if there was anyone's house or anything or anything of possession near that, what if someone's standing when that <laughs> they just stuck at the top go, of the wall? No, no, and then it drops again. And they just fall to their death. Well, that's the you know. Are they still like? Well, all wasn't the people it a there? good thing that everyone in the entire world not only spoke English, but was watching television at the same time, no matter what time of day it was there. <laughs> it's very convenient. It is. It's good. It's part, you know, it's, it's why this film is your favourite. It's, it's just so good. It is upsetting because of how, like, what did you think of Wonder Woman, like, the first one? Like, what was your... I enjoyed it a lot until the crappy CGI at the end. Like, the, why do we have to have another CGI battle? They had a good storyline going on. There was action in it. And you cared about what was happening. It was really fun to watch. So I had high expectations for this one. Mm. Yeah, and you quite... I mean, you, you didn't enjoy... I think I liked Wonder Woman 1 more than you did. I honestly don't remember anything about it. We've, we've watched the Honest trailer earlier. I'm really, really bad with films. Like, for me to actually remember what's happened in a movie, I have to watch it a good few times. Depends on the film, but yeah. It does me. depend on the film, but All the yeah. the superhero ones merge into one. Yeah, they, they do, though. But like... With Wonder Woman, we watched the Honest trailer for it earlier, so I kind of got reminded, and I was like, actually, yeah, I did enjoy this film. And like, Good idea, I should have done that. <laughs> with the second one, it just annoyed me, because Wonder Woman's supposed to be this like independent woman who can fend for herself, and she's strong, and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, and here's my boyfriend from 70 years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> also, she almost lets the entire world end. Yeah, because she doesn't want to give up the guy, which, like, I get, but it's just like, come on, like, come on. But she's better than that. They yeah. did not do her justice. No. No, it is. And so the thing is, in the first film, some of the action parts, like when they climb over the trenches and they run out onto No Man's Land, yeah. that's amazing. In this film, you're watching it, and I just, I felt it was really silly, a lot of the action, especially at the start. It was just kind of, you know... It's either being gritty. It was campy. And yeah. it's like, you know, if that's going to be the film you're doing, make that your series. I had no problem with Shazam. That was silly, but that's, you. it sold you on silly. It didn't say, mm. we're going to make this really cool film and then you get there and it's silly. No, yeah. silly is fine. Do it well. This did not do it well. Yeah, it was mm. just gimmicky. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the, uh, like, fighting was gimmicky. It was very long, as well as two and a half hours film. and I feel like almost every scene could have had about five or ten percent shaved off like even the sad scenes there was like you know the camera would look at one person then the next and the one and after the sort of second or third cut you get the gist 
but it right. does it about another four times. And you're like, I don't need to see these two people looking at each other sad anymore because they're thinking about how. And it's like, I. But it's also like with the whole Steve coming back and it being in the 80s. And obviously for him, it's going to be mental because technology's evolved and everything's evolved. So, so, so bits of that I really did enjoy because it made me laugh. Like, mm. The bit where he sees the astronaut in the in the science museum and he's like, oh my God, it's like, I, right, I that, enjoyed it. That's fair. Like, that but, would be amazing. Yeah, but a lot of it did just drag on for a bit. Like, like in, again, in the Honest trailer that we watched, he sees, like, the trash can and he's like, oh, what's this? And it's like, well, it's a bin. Like... You know, you know what a bin is. <laughs> you had them in the nineteen eighties, like no, uh, nineteen eighteen. Yeah, nineteen like tens. It would be. Oh yeah, it would have been World War One. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's it is one of those things that is silly, um, and I, I like those sillier parts. I just the end where it was just a big CGI battle again. It, it is just that's the big problem I have with. Uh, have you seen Man of Steel? Yes. Yeah, I haven't shown that to Megan. I've um. I, thought I don't think I thought, it's a good Superman movie. It's a great alien invasion movie. It's not a good Superman movie. I felt like the first half of it was amazing because I love the whole... I the, the way that DC are trying to go, which they kind of did with the Nolan verse with the Dark Knight trilogy, is going, let's do gritty. Let's do superheroes, but actually let's have them be realistic in, in a sense. Right. The first half of Man of Steel was like, oh man, this is a guy who's isolated and is feeling alone. He's got these powers. He doesn't know what to do with it. This could be a really complex, dark story. And then you get about two-thirds through and it's just him and another one from his species just punching each other through buildings for about an hour and you're like this is because they're so silly and strong it's not like a real fight so it's not like when you watch like a martial arts film and you watch two people who have got great choreography fighting each other and each hit you see more makeup is added and it becomes even like captain america does it quite a lot in the mcu with his sort of fighting you you feel the punches you're watching like superman and zod just wailing out on each other and every punch just doesn't make anything change really they get a bit dustier and it's just that there are no stages no and then the ending is just so unsatisfactory and it's just like why don't you steal it to begin with <laughs> i don't want to say what happens specifically because i maybe should make them one day but it's ugh, rough i think i've just learned that i'm not a huge fan of dc to be honest because we've been watching all of the batman movies for... don't say you're not a fan of dc it's just their dc movies are not okay wonderful. so the, the dc of the nolan films okay yeah we, <laughs> i haven't seen all of them yet i've only seen the first two so, so it's batman begins and dark knight because yeah. we're, we're doing a my friend of mine called scott weatherly um they should be releasing part one should be releasing uh soon we're doing a three-part podcast on his show on 20th century geek and we've gone through and watched like all the batman films i think i might have messaged you when we watched uh batman returns i think because um, Catwoman was on. So yeah, we watched the, those ones. All, we watched the, the two Burton ones, the two Schumacher ones, Mask of the Phantasm, and then we've watched Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and we're due to watch Dark Knight Rises in the next couple, probably tomorrow actually, because we're doing the podcast on Thursday for that. So we've been watching all of these. So Megan's been kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't say getting into them, but... I'm not getting into them, no. You've been getting exposed some of them. to them. The thing, the thing with Batman is the more Batman films that I've watched, I realise that I don't actually like Batman <laughs> that much. <laughs> so there are films that I do you enjoy. See this? You're wearing a Batman t-shirt now. <laughs> There's an explanation. More so. I do, I do. There is a reason. I, I do like a lot of the films. My problem is, is when they try and introduce too many villains and then it kind of gets lost away with them and I'm just getting a bit like, I just want to learn more about Batman and that rather than being thrown 
the same villains over and over and over it's again. over that or you because you said that with you like dark knight because joker's convincing and really interesting but yeah but also you learn more about the joker and his yeah. like at arc in that film develops so you learn more about the character and you see like how he does things whereas like like with the first one what's it called uh, batman begins with batman begins i just found it quite convoluted because you didn't really learn that much about the baddie. It was Scarecrow, wasn't it? Scarecrow you, you just, just suddenly appeared and I was like, why has he got a potato sack on his head? Like, it doesn't explain <laughs> anything. Whereas, like, Joker has, like, got some character. But I don't know. I think also you got, we got a bit Batmaned out, essentially. I think, yeah, it's because we've we've had to watch them for the podcast. So because we've had to watch them, it's been more of a chore than it being for enjoyment. I can see that for the Schumacher films, but you'd think that once you hit Batman Begins, it would be a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, thank you, a movie. I did enjoy it. And and Batman, no, Dark Knight is my favorite. Yeah. I enjoy that one. Which one's the Schumacher ones? The the, well, basic, the Schumacher ones are the, um, is the Batman terrible Robin, ones. Batman Returns. Oh my God, yeah. Those, no, those not Batman Returns. Sorry, Batman Forever. Um, Wait. <laughs> Because it's the first two Batman ones is with Michael Keaton. That's got you got Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You enjoyed that. There's one. so many of them. And, yeah. yeah, no, I enjoyed those. And you enjoyed the one with the Danny films? DeVito as the Penguin. Yeah, I like that Pfeiffer one. Michelle Catwoman. Yeah, so they're the two that you did enjoy. Yeah, I enjoyed you've those. Never seen them before. Those are the Tim Burton ones. Yeah, yeah, I liked them. So then the Schumacher ones are the. Well, then there's Batman Forever. The, ones, ones, is... the ones with the Robin in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're trash. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, they were crap. Yeah. <laughs> And then you did say, like, when you watched Batman Begins, you said you did enjoy it. I did, it I did the, enjoy it. You, you were confused. And you asked me questions about Scarecrow, and I was like, I don't know the answers to this. Because it was just like, why is Scarecrow doing this? And I was like, I can't really remember. And then it just turns out, oh, they're going to hold the whole city at ransom. And it's like, that's a pretty big convoluted plan for something. You're doing that complicated for some money. It's like, uh, I know Scarecrow from the games a little bit and some various other media, so I kind of got it more. But trying to explain to Megan, it's just kind of... Yeah, I think... I think, you know what? I think you're right. If, if you're not already well-versed in the universe... It doesn't explain much. So for me, I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand. But obviously, if you're, if you're someone that's played the games and you enjoy reading the comics and all of that stuff, you obviously have a more in-depth idea as to all of the different characters and why they're like that. So the films make more sense for those people, but otherwise I don't think they do a very good at job at explaining it to like beginners, so to speak. Whereas like Marvel, they obviously all have a film that explains their origin story. So you learn about that character and then you fall in love with those characters as the as the different films go on. Whereas I feel like with Batman it like well, specifically Batman, it's just kind of chop and change because there's like three different series of three different versions of Batman. We could watch Power 66 as well. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different. <laughs> but it kind of depends because with... Obviously, I think with Batman, it is because his character, he is cool, but the comics go into a lot of depth to him and the way his relationship with a lot of the Bat family is really interesting. And the, the, the Schumacher films don't do a great job of that. And although I like Christian Bale's Batman, by, by that point, he doesn't show necessarily any new sides to Batman. He's just a cool version of Batman. So there's not a huge amount of depth there. So what you're saying when you watch Dark Knight is, as you say, the reason you love Joker is because he's there's a lot of depth to him and it's that one character. Because th- he's obviously Two-Face comes in it and that is interesting as well. But it's not like he's a villain from the start. Whereas, God, when we were watching Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and Two-Face and that, that was just... Painful. It was just them yelling, basically trying it's to It's just out- them trying to be the loudest person in the room. Yeah, so that was... That I was a w- very disappointing film. Yeah, I'd only seen them each... 
of the old school Batman films like once ages ago. I, I remember Danny DeVito's Penguin and liking that. That that's probably my favorite one of those four. I'd say. What, what's your favorite? I assume that one as well because of Catwoman. Right. Because that one was made specifically for me because it's my favorite actress in my favorite outfit playing my favorite role. That's <laughs> that was God's gift to me. <laughs> he said me now. <laughs> <laughs> and having chess with the Marvel films, like what. I can't remember if we've talked about this, but your favorite uh, Marvel films and other such like. I love the original Avengers film that has so few slow moments in it and the slow moments need to be there. You know, it's a breath rather than a boring moment. The pacing is just wonderful. It goes from one really cool scene to the next really cool scene. And it has, it does a great job of introducing these characters to each other it could have been a colossal screw up with, okay, we're going to put all these different characters in the movie and it, it's, it could have been great or it could have been stupid. And it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's not just because of Loki <laughs> because Loki was in Ragnarok and I don't love that movie. I enjoyed it, but I don't love it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's my favorite. That's what, well, but it's silly. Favorites. Their whole yeah. world is ending. Some characters from the original movie are dying his best friends are dying his dad dies and they're like yeah but you know fart joke what you know <laughs> i loved it i thought that's why i liked it so much with me the like movie, when it gets it just dark. didn't do do the original justice and i love the original thor because it's you know that's a shakespearean tale it's about fathers and sons did you like thor too much then i liked some of it but i didn't like it as an overall movie I wasn't as so, much of a because, fan because I'm a Loki fan. I love the Loki parts of it, mm. but I think overall as a film, it wasn't great. Mm. But it wasn't. It's not like this movie, Wonder Woman '84. No. It wasn't terrible. I would absolutely <laughs> so much. I, anger at the end of this, I had to ask: Would I rather have to watch this crap again, or would I? I shouldn't say that, but it, I was very upset because I, I wanted to like it so much, but. I had to ask myself, would I rather watch this again or would I rather watch Captain Marvel, which I did not enjoy? <laughs> That's a good point. I think yeah, that I, is a good point. To I fair, think Captain I enjoy both of these films fairly evenly to being... I generally like stuff a bit more when it comes to films. There are a handful of films I do generally hate, but most of the time when it's a film that isn't great, I don't think it's terrible. I'm normally like... I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I don't hate it enough that if Megan loved it, for example, I could watch it again. Like, but I'm not going to choose to watch it again. Maybe ever. I mean, maybe when we have kids, if they want to watch, depending on the, the, <laughs> I'll be like, no, be like, your mum hates this film, this film. Okay. We won't watch that. We'll wait till she goes to bed. We'll watch this one. And then, you know, whereas with Thor Ragnarok, you'll be like, come on guys, we'll watch it three times in a row. So we don't even like Thor. It's like you're grounded. <laughs> And again, that's not a bad film. It's just a bad Thor film to me. That's fair. Yeah. It depends what you like out of Thor. Like for me, I loved it because for me, the humor hits and I like Thor, but he's not my favorite character. My favorite moment in Thor is in Thor 1 when he throws thing on the thing. On the <laughs> Another! Another! Like him, <laughs> for me, and then, so I just love silliness. And I think Marvel for me, I like it when it's got the, the silliness because I find then when you get films like Endgame, Infinity War, or even kind of like Captain America 2, uh, Winter Soldier, with the films that are more serious, you've got that spectrum a lot more in, in Marvel films. So you can have Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, and now Thor are the sillier ones, but the other ones are more serious. And I like Guardians of the Galaxy 
It was silly. I had no problem with that. I thought that was a great movie. And it, yeah. it didn't feel like a, you know, like, why are they being all funny? This is a serious universe that, no, that did a wonderful job. And I felt like Thor Ragnarok was trying too hard to be like that. Mm. Let them be that. You stick with being Thor. Well, now the next film is going to be a combination, I think. It's either are you guy- giving me spoilers? Uh, <laughs> you know how they, the relationship they set up in the last two films. There's going to be I have some suspicions, sort of- but I am avoiding any talk of but it. But you know of the comics, don't you? You know there are... I haven't, there's no confirmation, okay? But have you seen the comics as Guardians of the Galaxy? I have not read them, but I have seen them. So you know that's a possibility. I know it's a possibility. <laughs> and I think that they did a great job of, you know, dealing with Thor's character in that group. I mean, that's one of my favorite scenes in those movies. Mm. What do you think of Endgame and Infinity War in general? In general, they were both great films. I, there are moments that I really dislike in Infinity War. The, the way they handled Loki was just <laughs> disgusting to me. Come on, they've they set up from the beginning how clever he is and he's going to come at him with like a two-inch dagger. That's his big, um, I'm going to betray you moment. That doesn't even make sense for his character. It's just like, oh, okay. I, I thought he should have gone out as a hero. I was okay with him dying, but the way they handled his death was terrible to me. They did not do his character justice. And then when he died, he didn't turn blue. Like, come on. Hmm. that whole thing was an illusion how are we supposed to believe he's really dead if he doesn't look like his true form Hmm. yeah that's a fair point and then they went with silliness in the next scene it was like you know what i will never enjoy this scene every time i watch it i i don't enjoy the ha ha the hulk is on earth and tony stark thinks he's funny (laughs) 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 and he is you know i i do like tony stark but i just i can't enjoy that moment right after Loki's death because of how poorly they handled it. And that was so disappointing because the Russo brothers are excellent filmmakers. Why would they do that to him? It's like, he, but they like Captain America. That's their favorite character. Loki, they don't care about. Yeah, Loki, he died when, like, right at the beginning of the film, didn't he? So yeah. I, <laughs> I hadn't seen all of the Marvel movies until the first lockdown here. So we watched them at some point between March and July of 2020. In the abyss. <laughs> in the, Not in... a bad way to spend 2020. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we watched all of the films and um, I didn't know anything about it. Like I, for some crazy miracle, had not had anything spoiled for me. Um, I knew that I was going to be watching them. So even when like my students were talking about it, I'd be like, if you carry on, I will give you a detention. Like, do not spoil it for me. And they're like, are you joking? And I'm like, do you really want to test it? Like, I will give you a detention. So I literally knew nothing apart from there was something to do with this. So I knew that there was a click, but I thought it was Loki. I had it under, I had the, I was under the impression that it was Loki that did it. And I knew she thought that. And and Mike knew that, but he didn't, he wanted me to carry on thinking that so that I didn't know what actually happened. So when Loki died, I was like, well, he's not dead, is he? Because he's going to do the click. (laughs) So the rest of this film, I was waiting for Loki to turn up and then he didn't do it. And I was like, Mike, is is Loki actually dead? And he was like, yeah, he died. And I was like, but but I thought he did the click. And he was like, yeah, I know. I know you did. And I was like, but I didn't get to like mourn his death. And he was like, no, 
Right. Because <laughs> I had this impression that... You took so it the second one. Yeah, when we watched it the other day, we, we rewatched it and I was like, okay, well, here you go, Loki. Here's your time. I'll appreciate your character because I know that you're not going to come back. <laughs> and then it was literally about that week that the Loki series was fully... Yeah, and then the Loki, the Loki series, series was announced. Anyway, last year, but the trailer dropped for it. Yeah. And then watched the trailer. There's a Loki series? Well, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I was, say, I was like, wait a minute. Is this going to be a trick? Can I not talk about any even... I just wanted to see your face. Mm. Yeah, but obviously you haven't seen the trailer, and I won't say anything that happens in the trailer. I have not seen the trailer. But the good thing is, is that I was sceptical, and I saw the trailer, and I'm now optimistic. So, yeah, it's going to be... Well, that's a good sign. But see, because he didn't turn blue, I thought it was another trick. It's like, you know, if you're paying attention, you know he's not really dead. So I didn't get... Like, I, I was really upset because all of the dialogue leading up to that moment as a storyteller, I'm like, Oh no, he's going to die right here. Like you can tell they're building up. He's giving this speech. This is his eulogy right here, you know? And then he pulls out this stupid little dagger and doesn't turn blue. I'm like, well, that doesn't add up. How can he really be dead if he didn't turn blue? Hmm. So I didn't get a proper morning either. <laughs> so you have it's to rewatch it. <laughs> No, no, I don't enjoy that scene. It's just, just I like the speech, but I, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. It's like, it's, we'll come over to America and if we ever hang out, it just put you in a room and it's just all loads of television screens and just Loki dying on loop. That's everywhere. awful. Why, why would you do that? That's so horrible. <laughs> and on one screen, it's just the entire Halle Berry Catwoman film playing. So on all the other screens, it's the Loki death. And I'm like, I would what? probably have to watch that because at least there's the eye candy of Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I still haven't seen that film. I want to watch it because I know it's so bad, but the problem is it's not so bad, it's funny bad. It's just Painful. absolutely awful bad. What was the film? I haven't seen it either because when I saw that outfit, I was like, nope, I'm not watching a cat hooker film. This is this is not Catwoman. <laughs> Hashtag not my Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, but I have interest. Have you seen the, I can't remember if I've mentioned this to you either, the, the, the Batman that's coming out next year. This is the film called The Batman. We did discuss I it. I haven't watched this. Right. I, I know that it's coming, and I know who's playing Catwoman. That's why. But I'm... So I, rem- I couldn't remember I, I spoke to you. I'm about. happy about that. I'm not excited about who's playing Batman, though. As we are, actually. Who's playing Catwoman? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. She's the one you'd know from Crimes of Grindelwald, who's that character who's basically just pointless. Oh, uh, yeah. But she plays it well, but that character is... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's Zoe Kravitz. And then we've got... Um, I'm excited because... I, I've seen Rob Patterson in a few things other than Twilight, and he is actually quite good. And also, Twilight is one of the greatest uh, franchises mm-hmm. to ever be made, so. Don't you know. agree with that. <laughs> well, it's one of the most successful. I, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's great. I, but, I was I mean, obsessed with those films when I was younger, like to the point that I had a picture, like a poster of Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen. Oh, wow. On my bedroom When he wall. came across the screen, I read the whole series. Yeah, same. And while it's not well-written, <laughs> it's it's still compelling. The story is compelling. You do care about what is happening. Yeah. And that is more important than being well-written if you want to make any money, you know? <laughs> yeah. we. And so when I saw him walk across the screen, it was... No, that's not <laughs> what I envisioned. <laughs> We've been, we were watching, we were re-watching all of the Twilight films. We were re-watching? No, you were re-watching. I'd never seen them. My, oh yeah, Mike's never seen the Twilight films, so we watched them with his niece. Um, and 
I spend the majority of my time ripping into those films. They are so <laughs> crap. Like, there's so many bits in it that you're just like, I don't understand. Like, there's a whole scene where Bella's trying to get ketchup out of a bottle in the first film, and she's just there shaking it and nothing's happened. I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> and she puts it down. Like she's-, <laughs> she's, like, done it, and she's put it down as if she's done it, and we're all like, then no ketchup came out. <laughs> like, we saw that. <laughs> I watched all those films in the theater because I have a friend, which is funny. It's the wife of the guy who gave the rant, the Wonder (laughs) Woman rant. (laughs) His wife really enjoyed the Twilight books and she, you know, he wasn't going to go to see the movies with her. So I was her Twilight date for all of those movies. And for, uh, I don't remember which one it is where Jacob Black really grows into his body and just all these old women in the theater drooling over this 17 year old boy. I was like, this is really creepy. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. Cause Amelie's team Jacob, isn't she? Amelie is team Jacob. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm team neither of them. Mike's team neither of them. I, when me. I was younger was team Edward. Team Edward from the books, team Jacob in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I still haven't seen the last one because we entered lockdown yeah. uh, just before. Because um, we, we, yeah, we watched Twilight. We basically like each month we'd watch one. And so I've seen up to Breaking Dawn Part 1. So I haven't seen the finale of it. I'm not that enthralled by it, but the first one was horrendous. But the other ones are actually all right. It's not true. Mike asks to watch them every day. He's like, Megan, should we, should we watch all of the Twilight movies tonight? When you go to bed, I watch them on <laughs> the iPad. That's what you do. Yeah, I pretend I'm reading right. Spider-Man comics. I'm not. I'm actually just... He always gives Twilight. some kind of tidbit that tells me he has like this amazing insight and knowledge about these films and he hasn't revealed why. And now we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me, just shout out a minute. I'll tell you exactly what happens in it. It's perfect. So well, I know. I thought you could talk about Star Wars. Get him started on Twilight, man. <laughs> I've got a separate podcast. I just don't tell anyone I know about. That's right. Yeah. I don't know what I'd call it though, if, if that was the case. I can't think of anything apart from horrendous stuff. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go there. I haven't even seen all the films. I don't even know. I don't even know how it ends. The climactic ending, which I know is has a massive scene in it that doesn't happen, but it's good. I'm excited. You just have to watch it, don't you? I do. I've said it before. I can't say it on this podcast, but I find it funny that, like, I haven't got a problem with. It's is it Kirsten Stewart? Kristen. Kristen. I always get confused. Um, Kristen Stewart. She is attractive, but in, in by about the third film, when she's around her friends, when you've got Anna Kendrick and the other woman, who's the other one forget, that is apparently on. the the least attractive one, so therefore she has to wear glasses. And it's like they are <laughs> much more attractive to me than than uh, Kristen Stewart is. So you're just watching it and they're everyone talking about how Bella's so beautiful and all that stuff. And I'm like, I mean... It's because she won't close her mouth. It's like, close your mouth. <laughs> it's not attractive for you to just be walking around like a mouth breather. <laughs> uh, dad's calling it though. I like the dad. What's his name? Charlie. Charlie. I'm with the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he is a police officer, but yeah. <laughs> That's it. I know these films really well. The dude with the shotgun. <laughs> He's like the sheriff. Yeah, I could, to be fair, we have. It's been so long because obviously lockdown and stuff. We when we were out of lockdown briefly uh, over here, and then Hamley came over once, and we watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World instead of uh, instead of Twilight. So I still haven't seen the end. It's killing me. I can't sleep at night. It's because that <laughs> what is going to happen in this film? Even though I'm pretty sure. Why don't you know. set up like a a Netflix Zoom session? You know, <laughs> so, I don't even know if it's available on Netflix. But. It is on Netflix it is over on here. Netflix, yeah, yeah, that's why we've been watching them. 
because life life is a dream. I just wanted to ask you as well, um, Star Wars Clone Wars, have you been continuing to watch that? Yes. How far? And I'm still enjoying it. How far are you through? Uh, the last thing was there was a rebellion on this planet that is almost Alderaan, but I think it's Onderon. Like, it's so close oh, that yeah. it is I was confused at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So there's a rebel takeover and... Um, Ahsoka is having feelings. Oh yeah, with the um, oh with the, the boy, septus. yeah, with the cute British boy, of course. Yeah, yeah, we do do that. To Grooters, that's what happens. To Grooters, absolutely love British boys. That's it. To Groot's the species that Ahsoka is. Oh right, okay. Yeah, sorry. I thought you'd know. I talk about. I, d- I genuinely don't think I've ever heard that word before. I've said it to you many you times. 100% you one hundred percent have not. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we talk about Ahsoka, I bring up her species just to throw down that Star it Wars. Just to be honest, it goes in one and out the other because uh, there's so much Star Wars content that yeah, Mike talks I mean, about. The amount I know and the amount I say about Star Wars compared so, to... Sometimes Michael gets his comic books out and he'll be like, go, who's this? And he'll just point at random <laughs> characters and I'm like... <laughs> there's a little bit more context to that. And normally I get when I get comics delivered in the post and I open them, if Megan is nearby, occasionally I will say... Do you recognise this character? I don't just be like, right, speed fire around, dive into my comic collection, pull them out. <laughs> right. Come on, Megan, name You'll have to characters. see if there's a Twilight graphic novel and do the same thing to him. <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny, though. Did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Of course I did. Well, Megan's never seen it, but I've seen all of it, and I, it's it's amazing. It's I think the first series is pretty not amazing. It's quite... There, uh, there is a really bad season in Buffy. Like, the season six was terrible. Is that but, the one after? But at Willow least we got Dark Willow out of it, you know. Okay, that is the one. Yeah, I thought so. Dark Willow was amazing, but I remember the plot lines kind of around it were not ideal. How are you going to make these doofuses the supervillains of the series or the season? Like, ugh, come on. Yeah, it, the, the thing is, I, I do want to show Megan Buffy at some point because I seem to recall there's not that many episodes. There's like quite, there's like a few, but like. Certain American shows is like twenty four episodes a season, and they're all. Like no, an I hour think it is very much like that. It, it definitely it? has, especially the first, the first season, is the monster of the week episodes. It's a slow start, but by the time you get near the second one, it's yeah. great. I think it does. I think they are the first season is a, is a slog. I recall. I do remember though when Spike comes into it. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's he's wonderful until. Until the thing, and I don't want to ruin it for Megan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's thought... always been one of those shows that I've like meant to watch, but I just never got round to it. But yeah, see, it, I, it started out. I did not want to watch it at all. Why do I want to watch something that kills vampires? Like the star is a vampire killer. It's the vampire slayer. I don't want to watch this. And I had a friend who brought me videotapes of it. <laughs> like, I, I gave them to my niece that we saw. Who we were watching Twilight with? Recorded them years ago on videotape, and (laughs) he's like, "Here, you can have all this. Please watch. Just watch the first season, and if you hate it, then I won't make you watch anymore." And you know, I fell in love with it. It was great. Yeah, it's it's on what the eternal list of things because I like one or Dexter because you say that's good. I fucking love that. But Dexter is a lot short. I just looked up yeah because Buffy is twenty four episodes per season, and that is a slog. That's the problem. It, and yeah, that's like, why British television is so much better. They don't have all that wasted space. It's They just tell the story that needs to be told, and they don't have to fill, you know, okay, we need something for this week. No, this is what we're doing. This is the story we're telling. Fit it into the spot. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about Mandalorian. I know it's not British made, but Mandalorian, eight episodes No, but it's very much like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like sitcoms as well. Like, I love things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and that sort of thing. But, like, sometimes when it's 24 episodes in a season, it's like, that is a bit of a slog. Whereas then you get, conversely, you get things like the UK office and it's six episodes and that's it. And you're like... Yeah, I find sometimes with the UK sitcoms, it's it's too little. Yeah. It's there like, is a middle it's ground. like we're going to give you the stuff that you really enjoy, but we're only going to give you four episodes of it. Here you go. I'm like, no, I want, I want more. That's why I, I just don't want 22. Start, I was afraid to start Clone Wars because of how many episodes. It was like, oh God, you know, I like Star Wars, but this, you know, is it even canon? Like, I didn't know that much about it yet. And hmm. I was not excited. And even the, f- the first season, didn't I didn't love it, but I stuck I, with it. And now I'm I warned really- you. Yeah, no, you warned me after the fact. You warned me after the fact. You said I would have told you not to watch it. <laughs> it was too yeah, late. I, I didn't even know that you'd start watching Star Wars. That's your own doing. I have a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If Am I supposed to enter... report all my Star Wars activities? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you better not be reading any Star Wars books at all. Like anyone I know has to tell me. Like we've got a Discord chat with the guys I podcast with. If they even see a Star Wars image, I know about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading Persuasion, just so you know. That's not Star Wars related. <laughs> Is that Jane Austen? Yes. Weirdly enough, that's the mini Jane Austen book we bought. Well, I mean, there's only six, so I guess it's not that strange. We we sent Tony a care package, uh, Tony Farina. Uh, we sent I know who you meant because he's a bigger Jane Austen fan than I am. Yeah, he's the biggest in, in the entire world. But that's a fact. Um, I don't know if it is. I've never met anyone else who <laughs> likes Jane Austen apart from you two. So, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, there should be people over here. Do you know anyone? Who, I didn't. I, other than her writing Pride and Prejudice, I didn't really know anything about her I know of her but we went to her house yeah we did because we bought something for Tony while we were there which is why I mentioned the persuasion thing they've got little mini books that are like stamp sized and there's actual a certain amount of hundred pages in there but obviously the writing's tiny and it's of Jane Austen's uh, works so we got him a persuasion one and a postcard and we went there just for him him. oh we took a Polaroid of of her desk a polo over a desk and set that across them, along with um, some chocolate orange, because we have really great chocolate over here and dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Cho- cho- oh my god! <laughs> I can't even You're speak. Broken. I am. Your accent's getting in the way of your ability to speak. <laughs> uh, I think my brain's getting in the way of my ability to speak. I've been yabbering on so much. Anyway, I'm glad you've been enjoying Star Wars. I was also going to say that Rebels is excellent, and that's a bit shorter. Yeah. That's next. Hmm. I really, I, with the Clone Wars series, like especially with Mandalorian and for anyone that hasn't watched Mandalorian, this is a spoiler. So stop listening <laughs> if you are that way. But like with Ahsoka, like for example, my brother has, uh, he watches the Mandalorian as well. And when Ahsoka turned up, he was like, oh, I'm at the bit where that other Jedi turns up. And I'm like, uh, she's more than just that other Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, but loads of people are not going to know who she is unless they've seen the animated series so like there's loads of students at work that know that i watch star wars so they're like oh did you get the ahsoka reference and i'm like did i get the ahsoka reference <laughs> like, of course i got it and it, was, it just makes me sad that loads of people don't know who she is so do i need to watch rebels before i watch before i rewatch revenge of the sith uh no 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 it'll be um i, I i've also got a version well, of what order is it uh, where does it's... it fall in the universe uh, Rebels is after episode three, before episode four. It's about five years before Rogue One. It starts about five years before Rogue One, and Rogue One Actually, is. Actually, I think you posted years. a timeline, didn't you? Uh, yeah, because in the new series of stuff, the High Republic 
stuff that's out um, at the moment. The book's currently out. Set 200 years before Phantom Menace, and that's got the prequel era is like the fall of the Jedi. Then there's the rise of the Empire. Then there's the fall of the Empire. So it's yeah, it's it's basically Rogue One is 19 years um, after Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Rebels is like 14 years after Revenge of the Sith, and it each each season of Rebels is about a year. So. It's cracking. The, the animation style is different to Clone Wars. But, yeah, it does take a little bit of getting used to. But it is fantastic. I, I can't decide what I prefer because Clone Wars, I think, has some better standout episodes and moments. But Rebels is, in my opinion, a lot more consistent. It's like Rebels is just every episode continues on from the last, like relatively. Um, so it, it is a lot more um, together in that way. Whereas Clone Wars has the odd arc that's just a bit bland. You can kind of lose your footing a little bit in some ways. Right. And then there'll be three episodes of that. So you're like, oh, we're still in this. <laughs> yeah. Normally anything with Jar Jar, you're like, okay. But he's the best character. Mm. No. He's the, he's honestly the, the greatest character that has ever been made in any kind of fiction. So. You have to kiss that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my fault. It's my fault for getting you into Star Wars I mean you knew who Jar Jar was before me but still I, I genuinely as a child liked Jar Jar Binks he was one I, I genuinely really liked him but obviously um, we were like as, five or six yeah, so as, sorry because like I've said this before on these on podcasts but like when I think of Star Wars le- less so now I suppose but when I think of Star Wars normally I think of The Phantom Menace because that's the one that I grew up with when I was a kid so I think of Jar Jar Binks, but like watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, you are insufferable. You are literally the worst thing ever. And all they had to do was make him the first one killed. Like just Anakin becomes Darth Vader. And as my first act as Darth Vader, I will end this and you will all join me. <laughs> no, he kills the kids instead. <laughs> Darth Binkus. Oh, oh, Darth Binkus, yeah, the whole... Have, have you heard that fan theory about... Um, well, I, I have, and I got rid of it again, and I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to... No. Okay. I've I heard not, it enough to know I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't... It's one of those things where it's like, I don't care whether or not it was or wasn't going to be a thing. The character in the first film was written poorly anyway. You know, even if they were going to do that, it's just <laughs> rough. But last thing, do you, do you prefer Anakin in Clone Wars? Uh, than to the to the movies, than to the prequels. Yeah, I didn't hate him in the prequels the way other people did. Like in in the second movie in Episode Two, he's a teenager. Yes, he's whiny and he's dealing with his emotions. And I feel like people are unfair to him because he played him as someone would behave at that age, dealing with all these this new rush of hormones when the only woman you've ever had any kind of feelings for is right there wearing these very sexual outfits and just <laughs> flaunting herself. like <laughs> Un- Unnecessarily sexual. And right. also they just look uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> there was one that was like had pearls on it and she was sleeping. Of course he's going to act like this. He's 19, you know? You don't have to convince Megan. That's her favorite part of any Star Wars movie. I fucking hate Anakin. Anakin. Oh my Padme. God. I, ha- I hate the second film. <laughs> but he is my favorite character in the Clone Wars. Anakin is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm enjoying his stuff. I love the way they throw in his music every now and like just one little touch, three notes here based on a look or a decision that he makes. I, I'm liking the evolution. Hmm. It is excellent. It gives him more of a character arc. It makes you understand why it happened. <laughs> Right. 
Yeah, it does. And there's also, there's a, a character I mentioned, but there's a cut of Revenge of the Sith that I may or may not have in my possession. A fan made it. And it's basically, um, it's Revenge of the Sith, but with the canon deleted scenes put in there and restored, along with uh, the last four episodes of The Clone Wars, which are parallel and time-wise to Revenge of the Sith. But it is four and a half hours long. It is long. Very, very long. <laughs> so I could always send you a link to that if desired, but if not, yes, I understand. Yes, I will definitely watch. I, in fact, I'll probably watch it as soon as I finish watching the, the Clone Wars. Yeah, I wrap that. Well, that's what we. That uh, is what we. That's did. what we did. We you finished. We finished the Clone Wars completely, and so you kind of understand the story of it, and then you can then watch the extended cut of Revenge of the Sith with the last four episodes of Clone Wars in again to kind of make an ultimate cement. It's good. Yeah, I would you look, love that. Thank you. You, you give me the look that I've been talking about Star Wars too long. <laughs> that's the look. I can feel it. No. Megan says, what is it, half an hour I have a, day? a theory that Mike talks about Star Wars for at least a minimum of half an hour every single day. <laughs> and that's like excluding podcasts. Oi, and that's including stuff. podcasts. No, it isn't. I, I do not. I, so I do not talk about Star Wars that content. much. When Mandalorian's on, maybe. But when there's nothing <laughs> co- concurrent ongoing. I don't know. It always comes up when we talk. It says, like, you've got Star Destroyers in the background. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Like I'm only human. It's not. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying she may be right. You two no one said it was stuff. a bad thing. We're just saying it's probably a thing. Yeah. Quite yeah. Close. I just anyone who has any vague interest in Star Wars, I just like hearing their opinions on it and things. Even when they... you can tell them what's wrong with them. No, no, no. <laughs> Star, you know, I love Megan the Pieces, but she hates Attack of the Clones, and I love Attack of the Clones. I do hate Attack of the Clones. I like Attack of the Clones more than I like Phantom Menace, but I, I find that I do too. Anakin, yeah, but some some of my friends say that Attack of the Clones is absolutely horrendous, while Phantom Menace isn't that bad. Whereas I'd argue that if either one's the bad one, then I think Phantom Menace is probably the worst Star Wars film, apart from maybe Rise of Skywalker. I haven't fully decided. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, that's I can't... I feel like you're throwing out some... Co- this is like me in episode five. Yeah, I'm doing my best it. to keep my mouth shut because we're going to be here for another three hours. So. <laughs> That's fine. That is fine. But I mean, is, is there anything else you want to add to our conversation then? Uh, about? Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking to the two of you tomorrow on my show to see how you enjoyed the tip. Third time in the week. Third time in a week. Yes. Eve. And then we have to take like That's a That's his way of saying break. he's tired of talking to me. He's tired of seeing my face. <laughs> no, he's it's tired his way of, of saying that he's... Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> it's his way of saying that he's tired of talking to me. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did have a break from you, didn't I? <laughs> I spoke with um, Tonya and Francesca. You did. You're like, good. Bye, Megan. I'm not going to see you for a bit. Yay. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not... Normally, I just... When I do podcasting, you just do exercise or play the witch or something yeah yeah sometimes i've done it before i've come back in you're like oh that seemed like you were quick i was like making a off for like two hours you're like oh yeah played around that's when i've my house that's when i've been playing video games he'll come back in i'm like yeah 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 you that was quick quick and he was like no it's been two and a half hours i'm like oh okay yeah sucked into the video zone yeah that's it i've corrupted her poor soul um is there um is there anything else you want to add if not you can plug your sort of podcast and we can wrap this up you think I would be good at this, but this is the hardest part for me is telling people where to find the podcast, which is on YouTube, the 52 Love Podcast. I only have two episodes out, but the next one will be out on on Monday. And then it's on Google Podcasts and I think it's Radio Station and Spotify. 
Nice. And I'll include links in the show notes. And obviously, whenever the episode that we are due to record um, airs and whatnot, I'll share on social media, on all the usual places and whatnot. So that is awesome. Well, uh, it's been lovely speaking with you, Tonya. Thank you for your <laughs> your time. And I'm sure we'll speak to you tomorrow as well for your podcast. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. And no I look forward to coming back to talk about Black Widow. Yes, definitely, whenever oh, that yeah. inevitably releases, because that's the one you're more excited for, isn't it? Maybe? And let's hope that it's a better conversation, because... I just want there to be a, a female-led superhero movie that's not crap. Right. <laughs> that would be quite nice. Right. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman's the closest you've had so far. Wonder Woman, the, yeah, the, yeah, it's the closest one. The first one, because mm. it does feel like they squandered this opportunity to, you know, with all the good old boys talk okay here's your opportunity and you didn't make a great film and you could have because there were so many talented people on board and they just didn't do it and they held on to this film for over a year like quarantine had nothing to do with what went wrong here it was ready <laughs> in 2019 they just didn't release it all that build up is worth nothing. it wasn't it so worth like golden <laughs> armor that lost against an apex predator that isn't really an apex predator it's good yeah oh well well, wonderbar. Well, as once again, uh, Tony, it has been fantastic speaking with you. As well, and I'm glad we got to be here with Megan this time. <laughs> yeah, Yay. exactly. You weren't excluded, Megan, from the thing. And this is, and now you can see what we talk about. <laughs> it's just literally Star Wars. That's what I mean. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars and nerdy stuff. That's and pretty much comics. Yeah, Not and Catwoman. Making you one of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't managed to convince her to walk, to read many comics yet. I'm trying. You're reading all the Harry Potter books. At the I, yeah, I am currently rereading the Harry Potter books. Yeah, okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed that as much as myself, Megan, and Tonya did. Uh, as we spoke about, you know, go check out Tonya's podcast, the 52 Love Podcast. Each episode is only about 15 minutes or so, so they're really easy to digest. Uh, you can also check them out on YouTube. It's got full video. You know, my shows on YouTube is just a visualizer showing the audio going up and down as well as the artwork whereas Tonya's got like a full video experience with it which is quite cool uh, and in addition to that myself and Megan are on one of the episodes of 52 Love um, I can't remember when it's exactly airing uh, I think it's in the next week or so so if you subscribe to 52 Love not only will it really help out Tonya Todd but also eventually you'll hear the episode where me and Megan uh, we wrote poems for each other and we had to read them out so that was interesting because we've not really done that before and I don't if people can gather but I'm not the biggest poetry reader um, so it was quite an interesting thing to do on that and obviously when that comes out I'll be sure to include links in the description and stuff and I'll talk about it at the end in one of these little outro bits here but yeah stick around and check out that so aside from that, I mean, I've got my other podcast, Star Wars Comics and Canon, that always airs on the Comics in Motion podcast. I'm slowly trying to add them all to YouTube, as well as all the episodes of Genuine Chit Chat, just so everything is kind of in one place. Uh, but they are, I'm about halfway through uploading to YouTube. I think I'm on about episode 19 I've uploaded to YouTube, and episode 41 came out yesterday, uh, So and yesterday being the 23rd of January. So you know, you can kind of tell I'm slowly kind of catching up to a degree. I need to do like two a week and then eventually I'll be caught up. Um, but anyway, the 
Comics in Motion podcast network thing. So essentially their feed has a different show on every day of the week. There's Indie Comics Spotlight, Mandatory Marvel in DC, uh, Superheroes for Dummies. Um, what's the topic? I'm now feeling like I have to name them all, but there's loads of them on there all about completely different things and they are all fantastic in their own right. And I have appeared on a recent episode of Indie Comics Spotlight about The Lone Ranger, uh, when myself and Tony spoke about the Mark Russell run of Lone Ranger Comics. And I've been on, on Indie Comics Spotlight twice before to talk about two other Mark Russell comics which was second coming and billionaire island so check those out too i was also on an episode of mandatory marvel in dc this week the first time i showed up on that was when we spoke about the killing joke batman slash joker comic which is really interesting or graphic novel however you want to frame it so this time we spoke about death of the family where the joker cuts his own face off and terrorizes the bat family so that's pretty mental that's in the new 52 uh, and then as well as that i've also was on the 20th Century Geek podcast. Uh, 20th Century Geek is more of like a cousin of Comics in Motion, kind of like this show, Genuine Chit Chat is in a way. Uh, 20th Century Geek, um, I've had Scott Weatherly on my show a few times. He was on sort of late last year. I've been on uh, Comics in Motion before. I was on Comics on Trial against Scott Weatherly where we did the Phantom Menace. I was defending it and he was prosecuting it. A link to that's in the description. And also on the Star Wars sort of specials we did between 20th Century Geek, Comics in Motion and Genuine Chit Chat, he was on there too so we've had a lot of that interactions and things and myself and megan have appeared on his first episode of his big batman retrospective so it's going to be a three or maybe four parter and we've recorded all three parts thus far um essentially the first part which is the one that's out that is with myself megan and scott talk about batman 66 uh, and the two burton batman films batman 89 and batman returns and so they're the michael keaton batman films and we had a good time doing them. Megan had never seen any of them. I'd seen them each once or twice in the past, ages ago. So it was good for me to rewatch them. And obviously, Scott's seen them several times. So really, really cool Batman retrospective. Then the next edition, which is going to be out in two weeks' time, part two, we tackle the animated film Batman Mask of the Phantasm and then we also tackle the two Joe Schumacher films, uh, which is Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, which are not great um and then the third one which we recorded recently was the dark knight trilogy batman begins dark knight dark knight rises we enjoyed that thoroughly more but that's going to be out two weeks after that as well so loads of stuff with me involved to get your teeth into i've included links to them in the description and things and if you follow me on social media at genuine chit chat on instagram twitter and on facebook i normally do post when i'm in other podcasts and things instagram's where i'm most active i post things there on my story fairly frequently about just random stuff i'm up to food my talk us uh, or links to many of the episodes I either release or am guesting on and then also on Instagram and Facebook I post pictures of the comics that I tackle in Star Wars Comics and Canon some of the covers some of the interesting panels that I've seen and things like that uh, I also do generally post about when I've been guesting on other shows as well so lots of things you can kind of get on there I do post other random stuff on there too like occasional film movie or book reviews and whatnot so there's a lot to get your teeth into I keep saying that on my social media and also I really appreciate anyone following me and stuff and you can always reach out to me uh, my other show styles comics and canon is comes out every saturday on the feed of comics in motion and i tackle a different styles comic each episode uh, i tackle either mini series or arcs within ongoing bigger series or one shots and things um, i've recently tackled the vader dark visions uh, miniseries which is really interesting because that is five individual stories about people interacting with vader in different ways 
One of them is a nurse on the Death Star who falls completely in love with Darth Vader and becomes obsessed with him. That's a quite an interesting story. There's one about like an Imperial officer who gets driven mad by his fear of Darth Vader. Uh, there's one where this guy is running away from Darth Vader in the woods. He gets pricked by something hallucinogenic and has a bad hallucinogenic trip while Darth Vader is chasing him, which is horrendous. And each of these things I've mentioned, I've taken a photo from each of these individual comics, including what Darth Vader looks like at the end of the comic when he's chasing the guy who's hallucinating and it is pretty terrifying so you know check those out on instagram and things if you like that sort of star warsy nonsense because uh, i find it lots and lots of fun but aside from that that's really everything without me going on for too long thanks as always for checking me out guys i always appreciate everyone listening especially all the way to the end give tonya todd some of your love also i never seem to ask megan when she's on because i forget but when she guests on other shows she always mentions it but she has an instagram called grits gets fit g-r-i-t-t-s G-E-T-S-F-I-T, Grits Gets Fit, and Grits with two Ts because her name is Gritty. And um, yeah, you can check her out on Instagram. I occasionally pop up on there when she takes photos. It's normally of her doing runs and being motivational and losing weight and things, but also she takes photos of all the food she cooks and it's amazing. So yeah, that's really what you guys should go check out. And if you've got any queries or questions, you can email me at chat at outlook.com. All the ways to contact me are in the show notes and descriptions and things. And I just want to say thank Thank you as always for tuning in guys thank you as always for reaching out to me on social media and contacting my guests saying how much you loved our conversations with them because it does make a huge difference to them uh, my recent episode with iron tom a few of you guys did that and i really really appreciate that too so all the love and things from myself from megan as well who's in the other room cooking me breakfast so it's 2 p.m so it's more of a brunch um, while i get this done uh, so shout out to her and yeah really appreciate you guys listening and i'll talk to all of you next week